You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 70. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. I know you've been thinking about it. I know that very techie you is ready to come out and find the tech job of your dreams this year. But who do you turn to for the support you need to move from learning to getting hired in tech? Well, I've got some great news for you. I've got you covered with the You Are Techie Coaching Membership. We listened to our audience and we heard you ask for UX design and full stack developer options in your course content. Not to mention the getting hired strategies that have worked for so many women before you. We are offering the trifecta of courses, coaching, and community support with the mentors you need to keep you moving forward in your tech career. It's like no other membership program out there. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as I walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. I want to share a little secret with you today. I didn't always believe I was capable of doing hard things. And that's especially intellectually or academically. See, I used to see myself very much as a doc who was quite social. (laughs) And that's really where I limited and defined myself. Okay, I, I know I've told you I did fine in school, but it wasn't like my thing. I was an athlete and mainly a basketball player. And that's where I saw myself doing hard things and doing things that I thought were important and were valuable. But I didn't think that I was really capable of doing hard things when it came to my brain. So that might surprise you because many of you know I have an undergrad in computer science. So when I decided to major in computer science, I had exactly one computer programming class under my belt. And let me tell you a little funny story about why I even took that class. It wasn't like, oh, let me try it and see if I want this to be my major. I took it because I was trying to get out of a one credit Microsoft Office Excel and Word class. Okay, so I had to take a technology requirement in college, but I had no interest in being bored out of my mind. And in fact, I had a lot of pain around Microsoft Word. You see, I got a C in that class in high school. I I know, I know, just hear me out. Because half of the grade was typing, which I got an F on. And then half of the grade was executing Microsoft Office, which I got a 100% in, equals C. And still to this day, I make a ton of errors in my typing. I'm very fast, but I make a ton of errors in it. And part of me thought that because I wasn't good in typing, then that should preclude me from going into computer programming. I I did think about taking a computer programming class in high school, but A, 
I did so poorly in this Microsoft Word typing class. And B, I had an older friend who was in the class and I thought she was a much better student than me. So when she told me it was hard, I thought, oh, then I'm not going to be able to handle the workload, especially while I'm playing three sports. So I used that rationale. Someone else said it was hard and I'm not good at typing. I better not take a computer programming class. What? So fast forward to college, I had even more pain about taking Microsoft Word because I had gotten this ridiculous C, even though I knew the work. I certainly didn't want to take that class again. And I thought it was a joke because I wasn't going to learn anything. And so I said, is there anything else that I can take? And he's like, not really, unless you want to take this three credit computer science 101, a class instead of this one credit Microsoft Word. And I said, does it require any typing? (laughs) He said, no. But I remember the counselor, and I really liked the counselor. I remember him getting a total kick out of me saying, yeah, I'll take the three credit. He's like, okay, just a minute. You understand you can take this like super easy one credit, check your box, move forward, and you're going to take a three credit computer science class? Yep. At least I'll learn something worthwhile, I thought. Okay, so I took the class and I want to let you know that I did have an incredible teacher. His name was Paul, and he was young and super cool. He he was newly married. They had a kid on the way, but I got to call him Paul, and I remember thinking that was the coolest thing ever when I was 18. But about midway through the class, I realized I really love this class, and I'm sure part of it was that Paul did such a great job making it real to us. He was a programmer. He wasn't a professor. He was a programmer during the day and he'd come and teach this class. And then part of it was just, I really liked the challenges, the algorithms. I always liked that type of thing, solving problems. So it was really fun. And about midway through, I started to think, huh, I actually like this more than my other classes. I actually think maybe I want to major in this. I mean, it was kind of a fluke. The pain of not taking Microsoft Word was enough to push me into this hard thing of computer science one. And that led me to decide that I wanted to major in it. Now, (laughs) that was no small decision. This was not changing a piece of paper. You see, I went to a small college and they did not have a computer science major. They just had a few classes in it. So listen to this, changing my major meant changing schools. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a bit. But needless to say, my family thought I was nuts. They're like, Ellen, you love talking so much. How can you be a computer programmer? And I laugh at that now. But honestly, that sounded really logical to me. I didn't know anyone who looked like me and acted like me and did what I was about to do. The closest thing I had was a very successful aunt, and she was in highly technical CAD, computer-aided design, software sales, but still, she wasn't a programmer. So I did shadow her at work, and that was like the closest I could get to seeing someone like me who was doing something sort of technical. So I decided to do this very hard thing, okay? You guys, I changed majors, I changed schools, and then wait for it. I did the hardest thing I ever could have done when I was about 19. I moved back home with my parents and commuted to school. 
whoa, let me tell you, I was like the last person on earth I thought would ever move back home. I couldn't have run out of that house faster when I was 18. There was nothing wrong at my home life, just that I wanted to be independent. That was really the whole thing. So I decided to take this really big leap of faith and do this very hard thing on many levels. But I decided that I could do this hard thing. I had no evidence except computer science one, and that Paul told me I could do it. He said I was good at it. But mind you, I spent hours in the computer lab. I would be there until very late at night working away at my code. None of this came easy to me. I did get an A in the class, but no no typing component, you know, so just the A. But no amount of effort was spared. I, I had to work so very hard. So why did I do this very hard thing? Why was it so important for me to become a developer? Well, I'm not really sure. I just know that I had a lot of pain around, I was going to graduate early to be a teacher, a math teacher. And it just, I was going to graduate in like three years. It just seemed kind of easy and not really inspirational to me, a little bit boring. And I was going to do the same thing over and over again. I really wanted something that was going to challenge me. Also, I really hadn't pushed myself. So I really think that doing this hard thing was driven by me being ready for a new challenge, this new intellectual challenge. My college software career had fizzled out. And so I knew I had time, right? I'd played three sports in high school. I wasn't playing any sports in college. I knew, hey, even if I'm not amazing at this, I can at least put in more time to do this really hard thing. And then, by the way, you know, Paul did this work and he said I could do it. So I could do it, right? I clung to that for a long time, well after I left my first college, because I knew Paul had done the work. And if he thought I could do it, then I could believe that I could do it. And I'm not saying that you need someone to believe in you, but I am saying that it's okay if that helps you to keep going. So I knew that at this time I needed a new challenge in my life. And I realized like I'm 18, 19 years old, but my question to you is, are you ready for a new challenge? Do you want to do something hard that's getting hired in tech because you just feel like you're ready for a new challenge? You've, you've lived um, a bit of your life and, and you feel like you know what? I think I can do something more different, harder. Because if you want to believe that you can do it, you can do it. And and maybe it's your kids. You want them to believe that they can do hard things. So shouldn't you show them that you can do hard things? That is why it's great for us to choose to do hard things. And a hard thing is something that we've never done before. It's something that we don't identify with. So we're basically creating a new identity. When you want to get hired in tech, you've never been hired in tech. It's been decades since you've been hired. You've never been hired in tech while you're a mom. That's a new identity. So anything that requires you to create this whole new identity is a hard thing. Does that make sense? So those are some of the reasons why it's so important to do hard things. And some of the things that push us to do it, sometimes it's just the pain of hey, this is too easy what I'm doing, or it's not challenging my brain enough. But I want to talk to you about tools to do the hard things. So to break through and get hired in tech, 
you're going to have to assume this new identity. And that is no small task, okay? So the first step is to believe you are capable and worthy of being in tech. And that is so hard. You're like, well, I've never done it. I I don't know that. But I'm telling you that if you practice believing this thought every day, and I'm going to tell you how to do that, if you journal about it and write it down, you write down your thought about it and your feelings about it, you'll be able to create this emotional distance where you can see the new identity that you want and say, yeah, I'm choosing that. I'm choosing that today. I'm choosing it again today. I'm choosing it again today. So I want you to journal on it, but I also want you to write your new identity at the top of your daily planner. And your daily planner can be a very simple. It's just a a 29 cent notebook from Walmart. If that's where you write your list, it can be a, a blank sheet of paper or it can be a formal planner, whatever you have. I want you to write your new identity, which is essentially your goal written in a present tense in the first person. So let me give you an example. It could sound something like this. I'm a full stack React developer making 70000 a year working remotely with an awesome team. Now, if you're still figuring out what path you want, you might try something like this. I am techie. And the more into this you get, the more committed you get, the more specific you will get. And I want to tell you that you will not believe this. It's going to basically feel like you're writing a lie down as you write it. And that's okay. You're not lying. You're just changing your identity. And the next step is going to help you with making sure you don't feel like you're a liar. So the way to not feel like a liar when you say, I'm a full stack of React developer making 70000 a year working remotely with an awesome team is to take action on that new identity every day. So you want to be a developer? Develop every day. You want to be a UX designer? Design every day. Take action towards that again and again. Those actions are the ones that are going to demonstrate to a future employer that you can do this work. So you're going to take action and build your portfolio, really starting to show the work you can do. Now, I know that feels like a lot. And the reason is because it is. Hard things are hard. What you're doing is hard. I understand that you might be saying, no, 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 Ellen, if I just take uh, 17 modules and four more courses, then I will be able to put something in my portfolio. And what I'm saying is actually, no, actually, the sooner you take action and start doing the work and put it into a portfolio, the sooner you're going to make progress on that new identity. So every day that you show up and do that work, you're going to feel more and more like a full stack React developer making 70000 a year working remotely with an awesome team until eventually one day it just becomes true because you believe it more and more. And that is causing you to take actions that support that belief. Does that make sense? Now, there's a third step in here. That enough, those first two alone are going to be enough to get you into that new identity. But I, you know me, (laughs) I always like to go a little faster. So let's move things along. I want to tell you a third step in helping you do hard things that's going to move you faster. And so I want you to also look at your network in building that network through getting feedback on your work. Now, the first asset that you create, you're going to feel like it's total junk. I know. But just go ahead and get feedback from someone that you feel a little bit safe with. 
Because if you take them on that journey of like, hey, remember when I created my first asset and then three months later or six months later, you've got this entire portfolio and you've got all these job interviews lined up. It's a totally different game. And I know that it feels like you're not ready, but I'm telling you, the sooner you put something out there and get feedback on it, the more of a community you are building around your career and you deserve that. I know you're going to feel inadequate as you create it because you're doing this really, really hard thing. And I know that you don't want to tell them your goal because I mean, what if you fail? But you can tell them your goal and you won't fail. You won't fail because you're capable of doing hard things. And the only thing you have to do, listen to me, the only thing you have to do is keep going. I mean, if you just do the one next right thing every single day, it happens. It happens every time. Now, sometimes that one next right thing is super, super hard. Sometimes you fail. I went into computer science too at my new school and I got an F on the first test. That's right, enough. Don't worry, I pulled it up. But I was like, what was I doing? But do you know what the professor told me? Oh, you're gonna, you're a great student. I'm like, I just failed your test. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but if you think about it, the gap was too big from computer science one to computer science two. Yes, because I was at a new school and there was this gap. And that next one right thing was so hard, but that was just information. And then I took the next test and I did much better. And don't worry, you guys, I ended up with great grades. But that doesn't mean that along the way, there weren't some pitfalls where I had to say, what are you doing? And then I had to double down and I had to get more help and more feedback from a lot of people, basically everyone who knew more than me. There was this gang of four of us. They were all much older than me. I was the youngin, and they were new to computer science and we were all like, what do we do? And then we're filled with classes where people have been programming since they were nine and they were, they were quote unquote way ahead of us. But it didn't matter because all I had to do was just keep going. And eventually I really learned that information really well. But I probably started too soon and probably did it too fast. But that actually helped me make progress faster because I wasn't really afraid. I had already committed. I was doing it. And so I don't want you to be afraid if you show up to do the one next right thing and you like hit a roadblock. You're like, I cannot do this. This is impossible. I'll never figure this out. Those that's totally fine. You're going to have those thoughts. I just want you to say, move those thoughts on out of your brain and pick some new ones because you can just do the one next right thing. And if you build people around you that can help you, that's going to accelerate your growth. If you can get feedback, it's going to accelerate your growth. Okay, doing hard things is very near and dear to the name of my company, You Are Techie. Doing hard things is not just about you. It's about you being an inspiration for another person. It's why I named your techie, your techie. Even though people laughed at me, marketers told me I needed to come up with a better name, a catchier name for the URL. But your techie is not some cute name that I pulled together one weekend. It's what I used to say to members of our Raleigh-based meetup when they would tell me, I'm not really that techie. Again and again, regardless of their background. And I would stand up and shout, you are techie. I would interrupt them and say, you are techie. Why are you saying you're not? It's the message I told myself when I changed my major to computer science, even though I was totally unsure of myself. And it's what Paul told me when I was taking CompSci 101. It's what I'm asking you to tell other women. 
because they are techie too. Let them know what you are doing because you are an inspiration. And that's true if you are at the very, very beginning or you just got hired or you're ready to level up. It really doesn't matter where you are in this journey. If you have come to know that you are techie, then I'm asking you, I'm actually begging you to please tell other people, hey, you are techie. You are. If you just believe that you are and then take action towards it, you get to claim that as your identity. So if you tell someone, hey, you are techie, they may not believe you right in that moment. But you are absolutely the person they need to hear from. Because when they doubt themselves, when they're in that moment and they can't figure out the program and they can't figure out how to do it, they're going to turn to that voice that you said to them, hey, Elizabeth says I'm techie. Aaron says I'm techie. Katie says I'm techie. LaQuisha says I'm techie. I, maybe I really am. Maybe I can figure out this way to solve my problem and get through it because I am techie. That is my identity. I know that it requires a commitment and a belief in yourself that is developed over time, but it's helped by people reminding you that you are capable of doing hard things. So consider who can you tell, hey, you are techie. It's okay if they don't believe you because eventually they will. Eventually they, if they want to be techie, they will decide that that's what they want to believe and they will lean on your voice to remind them that they are techie. I'm so glad and truly grateful that you joined me today. And I hope this message finds you taking action and sharing with others because you, my friend, are an inspiration. I'll see you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the You Are Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.